Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. My name is Dave Carlshaw and I'm joined by Chris Brammer. Hello, David. How are you? Fine. I'm also joined by the top of the row. Hi. Register to vote. I'll say it again. <laughs> Go. Do it. Go. Now. Yes. Register to vote. Register to vote for Whiskey, Register Guinness and Hating the Veil. Vale. Am I right, <laughs> hey, lads? That's a vote winner if I've ever heard one. What a, what a link. <laughs> yes. Oh, Chris yes. Brammer. Chris Brammer. Yes. Hello. Hello. It's nice, it's nice to be back in Pod City, USA. Uh, and it's also nice to be aboard the Goals Express. Who? Wait, <laughs> hang on. There's an announcement. See it, say it, sorted, yeah. Your train driver today is Mam Joof. He is the conductor of the Goals Express. All are fucking bored, Chris. My God. Your analogies are on form. It's so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to see his smiling little beaming little face just out from the cold. And Imagine and- him in an old-fashioned conductor's hat and, like, waistcoat <laughs> thing. He's like, I love it. He's, he's stamping tickets. He would stamp so many tickets. <laughs> In a short period of time, <laughs> he would be up and down that train. And he'd, he'd if you bought the wrong he'd ticket, be one he'd of those, let you off. He'd be one of those conductors who sing a happy little song or something as well, and just yeah. make everyone's mornings much better. Yes. <laughs> Chris, football yeah. analysis, quick. That was that was wonderful. Thank you. Um, ah, oh, it's great, isn't it? It's really really nice to see him back in the team. I think in the last podcast we mentioned how. It was nice to apparently have him back training with the team, and and now he comes on and, and does that, which is wonderful. Um, I was just saying to Tom in the little break that we just had that I'm kind of confused as to how to feel because I'm really, really chuffed to see him, but I was generally in favour of the bomb squad, and now I don't know how... Like, in, I was in favour of those players trimming the fat and all that, whatever mm. analogies... And then now I'm like, no, bring them, bring them all back in. All the happy faces. I want them all. And I don't know how to feel without being a hippie. Is that a breaking story? The Wizards of Dribble ask for Imbula to be returned to Stoke City. Please make it happen. I don't even know how he's doing on his loan, Tom. Pestering agendas again. He's not. He hasn't (laughs) played. I don't know when he last played for Lecce or however you say that in Italian. I think that says... That, that that says everything, but no, I don't. I don't know how to feel about Mam Juve being back. Because, well, no, I do because I feel really, really happy. But I can't help but feel that I'm a hypocrite for uh, also being like, yeah, yeah, it's it's fine for the bomb squad. We've got to get rid of these players. Um, so I, um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it happens. I just, it's... I, I'm, I am a massive hypocrite when it comes to football and everything. Yeah. So far, whatever. Embrace it. It's certainly the most entertaining eye-catching and vivid uh, bomb squad since Catherine Bigelow's The Hurt Locker. So... <laughs> who who are we uh, donning our hazmat suits for and going out to defend uh, from pieces of flying shrapnel this week? Uh, Mr. James McLean. Whoa. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Dave. Whoa. Uh, Dave. Just noises. Really strong that, noises. Can I just. That film's 11 years old. We've got people like listeners to this who were like four when that film came out. I <laughs> like, fucking hope re- not. <laughs> the, the this, is, this, this isn't a podcast for 
Stoke Twitter and the teenagers. Maybe a few <laughs> listen. Maybe a few teenagers who you know don't really have that many friends like find solace in us uh, and are like, like Harry. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Harry. Hi, Harry, if you're listening. Uh, hope you're well up the tennis. Um, I hate it when podcasts get too niche. Um, same, just same. Yes. <laughs> Regardless. Uh, Stoke City uh, played a football match at the weekend. They won 2 1. Last minute goal from uh, the happy train conductor himself, Mr. Mam Juf. Uh, smiles all around. I did <laughs> want to actually talk about, uh, for my money and for most people's money, even the sponsors got it right this time, Mr. James McLean, mm. uh, a standout man of the match. Whoo, yes. Go on, Jimmy Mack. The, the best performance from the far left um, from since. Friday night in Sheffield. Oh, God. Christ. <laughs> uh, I mean, was, in fairness, I did open. post Corbin in the boat cake already on the Twitter, so... Um... That that went down well, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope the boat sinks. Got the floating voters. That's a, that's, a, that's, a local, that's a local business there. You just wished it along. It is. Fine. Yes. Um, Probably. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, McLean was McLean. really, really good. Like, he did the footballing... And he did it well. And he <laughs> offered to fight literally all of the Wigan team twice, maybe three times at the end of the match. I thought, that I, I, shout out to the steward who went above and beyond. Like, you know, the stewards who come onto the pitch for no apparent reason to like protect the players from <laughs> I know, something. But genuinely, a steward was having to hold him back from Wigan players. It was, Jesus it was proper shit housing. What a bloke! I I am so happy that the James McLean character value has met the James McLean footballer, and we've got this happy medium of him terrorising right backs. Don't say terrorising. I would say though that. Um, that is, he, he nearly created one of the best Stoke goals of all time when he just decided, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll take them all on. Um, that's how he speaks. Um, and basically ran through the Wigan team and nearly scored. Uh, but he just kind of bottled, uh, he, he bottled it, I don't say bottle. Um, he, he kind of, he didn't pull the trigger, no, don't say pull the trigger. He, <laughs> He should have shot. That was, he should have kicked it in the goal, but he didn't. But we forgive him for that because overall his performance was great. Okay. Um, it, it, he had a cracking international break as well. Did we see? Did we? See, well, it wasn't see. It was more here. Did we hear him basically telling? I think. I think it was an Irish Sun journalist to basically fuck off in the middle of press conference. Yes. Just sits down and goes, Did, "You." Don't bother. Just, I'm not answering your questions. Did, did he call, did he call him done. a weasel? I think what he, a guy. Did he call him a weasel? I think he called him a weasel. It was excellent he was, stuff. Uh, He's been on form all week. He's been absolutely tremendous. Have I gone? James McLean was ju- just oh, fab- fabulous, fantastic. Um, but the the kind of the, the moment of the game, uh, Tom Ince with a great assist, of course. There. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a deserved win it was not a great performance it was a deserved win though I'd say um, first mm. half after a good 10 minutes I thought um, we sort of fell off the boil a bit didn't really create much 
second half we obviously went out for the win and I really loved uh, after the equaliser the fact we ran back and got the ball we would not Tom we would not Mm-mm. thank goodness the Brexit party is sporting that in their little booklet <laughs> I like that. I, I, I do like that idea that the Brexit Party would change it from a manifesto to a little booklet because target market and all that. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Come on. Let's do football. <laughs> right. What was the what was the question? Sorry, the match and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you know what? In, in all honesty, serious face on now. Um, as much as I absolutely went wild at the last minute winner, I didn't think it was our by far our best performance this season. I think we've played, ironically, better in games under Nathan Jones and lost than we did yesterday. But things are starting to go our way. Uh, I'm sure Tom will bring up the performance data and how this isn't I'm sorry, I'm going to steal your point, Tom. This isn't a new set of, like, uh, this isn't a fresh change. We're actually performing just as the same as before, except now things are slightly going our way a little bit more. I do think that the change in formation to something that the players seemingly seem more um, invested in uh, makes a difference, but it is very interesting because, again, it's not like, Michael O'Neill has had lots and lots of time with them over the international break. He's, I think he said in an interview he's been in Stoke like three days over the last week and a bit. So really, like this is this is down to, to players. It's down to their just getting basic ideas in. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy it and I've enjoyed what we're doing and I think that they... I, don't, I was going to say that they look a bit solid but I don't think they do. And especially considering the goal he conceded, <laughs> definitely not. But I don't know. Is it a case of just morale-wise, we feel like we're getting the rub of the green? Uh, or, or what? I don't know. I don't know. But it, it's good to see. <laughs> um, I, Yeah, it, it, all those points, really, of the, it's just it's just the look that we never had under Jones and it's weird for me to come at that from a from the analytical statsy background and just be like well maybe that's all it needed is some luck that Nathan Jones never got and I think if you if you can sneak through in your first two games and win them because you're playing probably the two worst teams in the league at the minute Wigan Wigan and Barnsley I don't think that there's cause to be concerned from that, though, either. I think we, we have just been a really good team and maybe Michael O'Neill's going to pull that out the bag a bit more and maybe we'll all, we won't all we won't crap ourselves as much because we have wingers now and that seems to be something that's important <laughs> to people. Um, I, I don't know, on a, like a wider I point... I just, um, just think <laughs> making points about, you know, the tactics is all well and good. But we just need to enjoy it. <laughs> because you can say it's Barnsley what was that? All that. But Mam Juve just scored a last minute winner. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. 
You're right, Dave. None, none of it matters. No, I think... Uh, yes, we should celebrate and celebrate and celebrate all night long. All night. Uh, but... Um, all night long. No, more... We're not paying more copyright. Um, but I do think that... You... I mean, who who are we up against? Cardiff, then? Is, oh, is Cardiff away, Blackburn at home, and and then so so Cardiff away is a much. I mean, they're not doing too well this season, but it's a it's a you take a point. You would, wouldn't you? You would, and I'm I'm fully I'm I'm not expecting us to now be like going on a win run because I still think that there is work there. We saw the defensive fragilities um, yesterday. It it still very much a work in progress and I do think that this season I would be happy finishing mid-table uh, that would be like an achievement considering the position we're currently in but look I am happy Dave I don't want to I don't want to be dour I am very happy you can play your happy <laughs> music all you like oh yes um uh to kind of depart from the happy tone for one minute uh someone did ask us to discuss uh the athletic article which uh, i think we've all illegally read rather than excuse you i pay the subscription (laughs) because i'm an idiot it was kind of a a recollection of just stoke events from recent history and there wasn't too much kind of juicy new information despite the kind of six thousand word length of it uh but what 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 did what did we think uh was there any thing in there that was particularly interesting or even more dispiriting because there was quite a bit i mean that that bit about nathan jones and his fingers was like harrowing because and i've probably now reached the stage where irrelevant of what i thought would have happened for stoke city football club with him still in charge him leaving the club was the right thing for him as a human being um like no, genuinely he yeah, I was I was getting worried about him. I think everyone was a bit worried about him. So I just hope that he's doing okay now, on like a genuine. Because yeah, biting your fingernails until they bleed is yeah, not yes. good. Yeah, I not nice. yeah, similar similar really. I just um, it was a bit sad, and it just reminded me of all the rubbish stuff that we've been of like it it yeah. Uh, someone, a Sheffield United fan who I know, sent me it on Facebook. Like, oh, um, have you have you heard of the Athletic? Uh, they do this. It's a, you should you should read this article. And yeah, oh yeah, I know we've shared it shared it illegally. Did they? Did uh, they, they, have a they didn't. Code? And I'm also not really. I'm, so, I'm <laughs> just not really that bothered. But, but but yeah yeah, it was like he to to him it was like oh my gosh I can't believe all this stuff. Have you did you know this? And it's like yeah, of course course we did it we knew loads of this stuff like it's this hasn't been a secret unfortunately <laughs> and unfortunately the fact that now everyone else knows just makes me even more despondent but we're on it's a new it's a new age now be happy we scored a last minute goal against Wigan yeah but it's a it's kind of an old new age and and things are being recycled the the hits of yesteryear are coming back in a big big way there's a man Juf, of course and his uh kind of Hashtag never give up uh, karma stuff. Hey. But guess who else posted hashtag never give up last night? And Mr. Julian Ungoy. Hey, we don't have a left winger for, hey. for Tuesday hey. night because we're clean's banned. That's all I'm saying. It's just, there's a, there's a deployment spot there. There, there is a deployment. That's very true. Is Verlinden back? Is that a thing that actually happened? Gen- no, we... 
we can't get him back until okay. January. Um, Michael O'Neill uh, uh, did a good interview with uh, Clem off of Football Focus uh, at the weekend, and uh, he said basically he told the players there are too many of you. <laughs> uh, we are. He, he just looked at everyone and said we're full, not in a kind of Brexit way, just in a. In, in a <laughs> oh wow! You know, exas- in an exasperated too football many. manager kind of way, and um, yeah, so we've got a lot of central midfielders now, which actually uh, is actually turning out to be quite important given Klukas's injury, Atebo's injury, and Badu still starting on the bench was quite surprising. Uh, it was Nick Powell coming in for Sam Klukas. Um So, Tom, you have Nick Powell things. Say them. Uh, yeah, I, I felt like some sort of media mastermind Muppet. Muppet? No, puppeteer. Because I, I, I do feel like a Muppet at most times. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, can you ask questions about Nick Powell? And people did. I thought Nick Powell was really, really good. He eh? did lots of things. Um, I just, it was quite surprising to see him as a centre midfielder like a real centre midfielder rather than a 10 because he's mostly been a 10 or even a striker for Wigan when he used to play for them. And I, I was really impressed with his work rate. He ran around a lot and I think he played quite a lot of a, a, a big role in McLean um, actually having a good game because he was that creative support next to him. He was buzzing around and would always be there for the pass, which... I don't know if Klukas has done because Klukas has been more bothered with his Lampard-esque runs into the box late to smash home goal, which is, you know, that's fantastic and it, it is lovely. But it was nice to actually see a creative midfielder played in a midfield three because I don't think we've seen that other than Bojan and that's way too traumatic to think about. Maybe ever, because I, I never really bought, bought into Afalai there. I always thought Afalai was much too safe in his passing. He never really sort of played penetrative passes in behind. Whereas maybe we've got Nick Powell there to be a creative footballer, to be a creative influence, to be the Paddy McNair role that, that he does for Northern Ireland under Michael O'Neill, which is where he sort of in possession will float forward into a number 10 role, but out of possession will drop into a midfield three and work really hard. And it's just nice to see like these footballers playing for us who we're paying and do it well. Mm. So that's my Nick Powell I, bit. I'm pretty surprised. Uh, I, I take your point about him being a link up with McLean. I did notice that, but I thought just the final ball was really poor for someone who we've continually been told about in terms of his perceived abilities. Um, and I was kind of hoping for the classic game against former club situation, but not. it didn't really transpire the way we perhaps envisaged. I take your point, he was not playing, you know, the kind of number 10 role uh, per se, but it just, I just, yeah, I just much rather would have had Badu there from the start or had Tebo there from the start on a related note Bidulf Bojan asks we were pretty good but how much did we miss Klukas in midfield I know we have a Tebo coming back soon but if Klukas is out for a while then we might struggle a bit Um, I, yeah I mean I take I take that point I think given the relative decent form of Klukas in uh, in recent weeks the, the, he of course is missed um, but I do think that 
we've we've got we've got plenty of, of bodies in that position. And whilst I I agree, Lucas has been really good and potentially a player of the season thus far. There are players who I think are of the same level as him and can perform to the same level. It's just that he's been going through quite a good spell of form. So yeah, it's it's a bit of a bum that he's out, but. I mean, I do think that Atebo can can play just as well. Um, yeah, we. It, I'm not as worried about Klukas being injured, although it's not actually for for that long, is it? Didn't they say it's like two weeks? Well, I or think something? Michael O'Neill hopes he'll be back for Tuesday. I saw today. Oh, right, well, so I think it's going to be go. ages without him. Hmm. It's interesting, though. I think we said it again on the podcast last time, but it is just a very bloated midfield, and and I don't know who how you pick. The best in the, the the starting lineup for that midfield is is an impossible task. I, I'm assuming our lo, uh, our lone boys are, are never featuring again. So I think Duffy will say goodbye to him. But so that's one down. <laughs> but the rest of them, it's it's really really difficult to to pick because there are some some decent players. Yeah. I hope West Ham fancy getting their uh, cash books out for a. Uh certain someone who can't kick a football when the ball's being chased on their own goal. Yeah, so what was that what, Jack, what was that Wigan Jack goal Butland. all about? <laughs> what was what's going on? What's happening there? Joe Joe Allen and Jack Butland letting Stoke down in the championship. Don't believe you. No, can't have happened. I've definitely never seen that before at all. It was a it was a <sighs> triple clusterfuck between Alan Butland and also Tom Edwards a bit as well. I thought Incidentally, I think Tom Edwards had a pretty poor game yesterday as well. He's, he, his delivery's gotten worse this season, I think. It's just the anecdotal evidence. I have no, no stats to back this up, but it just seems the Tom Edwards' cross is not quite the prospect it was last season. Um, but yeah, a bit a clusterfuck, and when it's Jack Butland again, you do sort of think, what do we do now? Yeah, well, he's just got to get rid of him. I, like, I, I think he's still a good goalkeeper, but I don't think it will ever work out at Stoke. It's weird, and I'm more and more feeling it with Alan that, yeah, he had a good spell sort of just before Jones came off the rails and he got sacked, but is he? does he warrant being the first name on the team sheet and just being never, ever dropped? No, we're bloody 22nd in the championship. What? What I will say... And I know you're going to dislike this, Tom. But that's now how many managers who have come in and they're like, yeah, Joe Allen, that's uh, he, he's a player for us. I, I was going to say, just leave it at that. But then I suppose, what is it then that you think that they see in Mr. Allen that is making him the first name on the team sheet? Because like that's four managers or so who, who have come in and put him straight away in the team and you kind of think that they must they must see something to 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 keep him around it's not just the fact that he's paid quite well that they're like oh well we have to play him because they all speak highly of him i, I don't know because I, I don't get it. it it's other things as well like that video of him and vokes at like three o'clock in the morning on wednesday or thursday with wales fans like imagine if that was insert ex-bad footballer who's been playing for Stoke. If that was Berahino or someone, imagine the outrage that there'd be. But for Joe, it's 
not swept under the carpet, but just no one picks it up because he is clearly a very nice guy and doesn't not necessarily work hard. But I'm not, I'm almost at a stage where I don't, it, it, I mean, it will come across as me being critical, but I'm not being critical. I'm almost just bored. I'm just like, right, yeah, we've 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 had Joe Allen. <sighs> right, I know what that is. Can I see something else now? Like, I just, I, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know how a, a new exciting player there wouldn't do better than him. Yeah, so the the bloated squad situation will probably have to address itself in January. Maybe not in the way uh, we'd all hope. Uh, who do we? think is definitely going then because if Michael O'Neill is truly giving everyone a fair crack of the whip it could be a while before we find out who actually isn't in his plans it seems to be only the loanees right now who aren't getting a real look in um, it's nice to see Ryan Woods back I think he's uh, it's just nice to have him there not necessarily his best game again as you, you could level this point at a lot of players Um uh, but speaking of someone who is coming back, emphasis on back, Mr. Ryan Shawcross, bloody scoring scoring for the under-23s, playing a full 90 minutes. You just you just absolutely love to see it. You do, you do. And, and obviously we don't want to see him rushed back. We would rather he come back and be in full health when he, he is in the team. But I'll be honest, I cannot wait to see him back in the first team because... My goodness me, I think we do miss his leadership. And I do think that, Tom, you'll probably have stats to back this up, but I think when Bart played aside Shawcross, we seemed a lot more solid. And I don't know. I may not have, There may not be any facts to back that up, but I just, I'm just i looking forward to him coming back. No, there's, there definitely is. That, that time when Jones went like ultra-defensive for his first half a season with... Um, a back three that normally in- included um, Shawcross and Barr. We like dropped for a little bit. We we dropped beneath 0.6 expected goals against a game, which is like just stupid. No one does that. That's not even good defensive teams do that. We just stopped conceding shots and stopped conceding against people. And the amount of times on Saturday where and it does tend to be Bart because I don't know. This just seems to be a part of his game that he he's a bit weak at. He just sort of lets a ball bounce. Alan did exactly the same thing for the goal, and I, I have no idea if it's actually the case. But I just feel like Ryan Shawcross would never ever do that. He's he sees the ball and he will head the ball or he will kick the ball, and I just miss him. And I think this season's all gone so stupid. And a lot of it is because he just got that really ridiculous injury in the last preseason game, and it would all be so different if that hadn't have happened. Yeah, so uh, Michael O'Neill yeah. is hoping to become the first Stoke manager since Brian Little uh, to win his first three games in charge. Um, and what I quite like, I'm just reading an article in the Sentinel. What I quite like about uh, a new manager when they come in is the outright lies they tell. Uh, in order to kind of win the fans over. Um, <laughs> Michael O'Neill's last competitive game at Stoke had actually been as a player with Wigan when he needed stitches in a head wound and he was happy to have the fans on his side. He said, I remember that game. I think it was possibly Graham Kavanagh that elbowed me. He claims he didn't, but I think he did. I remember coming here and playing and thinking, what a great place to play football. What a great club and the atmosphere in the stadium. <laughs> if this is a Stoke-Wigan game when Kavanagh was playing, so about... 2000-ish. 
I mean, you you <laughs> probably wouldn't have thought that, to be totally honest, unless it, we randomly no, got a full house three that game, people. which I doubt. Uh, but yeah, um, it's lovely, lovely to see Michael O'Neill so on board. His understated uh, manner has gone down well with the fans. Uh, is it fair of me to say we still don't know what kind of manager he is yet properly because of the kind of being, you know, parachuted in situation, working with what an eleven that was probably almost given to him on his first day by Roy Delap and Co and just saying, mm. here's what we think, work with this. And we can't really work it out from Northern Ireland and at Northern Ireland either because uh, they did so well uh, during the international break. They did so, so well against Netherlands and Germany. Uh, so unlucky against Holland. Um, but he's got a team there with, I think you used the phrase Paddy McNair all earlier in the pod, Tom, and that's a phrase I never <laughs> thought I'd hear. Um, but yeah, where Paddy McNair is among your better players and you're playing Holland and Germany and you have to adopt a different mindset than you do when you've got the most expensive squad in the championship. Um so it remains to be seen how he kind of maybe transitions into a more front foot team. I like the kind of the basic put right players in right positionsness of it all. Um, and I just his subs, his subs are clearly fucking magic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can agree with that. I think he's he's shown us through little. Bits and bobs. So I think a four-three-three is his shape. But obviously, as we've discussed before, he doesn't necessarily want to play one particular style of football, which might suit Stoke as a club of sort of ex pulisness etc. I don't think we've ever necessarily been that well wedded as a fan base to a high-minded thinker of I want to play X way because of X. Um, and I don't know about even about the Netherlands and Germany comment. Yeah, that's who they had to play in the, the this international break. But like in the past week, they've had to play Estonia and I don't know Macedonia, maybe just little teams. So it's not that Northern Ireland only ever play against teams who are much better than them. They also play against teams who are much worse than them, and still manage to come out of those well. Normally, yeah, um, I, I I agree. Yeah. Um, against those sides, they're, they're the favourites and stuff. But I, I still don't think that's necessarily a, a reflection on how we'd set a Stoke side up against a less fancied team, uh, if you like. Because Northern Ireland's squad is is so limited that even if you're setting up a team to play Estonia, you very much have to work with that bare bones of you know. There's only about fifty people in the whole country. Footballers, um, but just I think you've got more options at Stoke than you do as Northern Ireland manager, and it's how is he going to adapt to a team that did play in a diamond but now wants to play four three three, whatever. How how does he how does he play with all the toys basically? I I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. If honest, I really don't know. Um, Tom, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think there is with our bizarrely huge bloated squad that's just a bit stronger in other positions than isn't in others. I weirdly feel that an international manager is somewhat suited to that situation of just looking at what's in front of him and going, right, um, let's put that in my 
working head out machine and doop ba doop ba doop. Here's 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 what I think is best. I don't know. Yeah, obviously he's been in charge of like three training days, so we can't draw loads into it. But I, I, what has he said about McLean? He said about McLean that McLean's a very good footballer as long as you make everything quite simple for him and you don't sort of. <laughs> no, Jesus well, Christ! No, in in a nice way. Of he's a very good. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. McLean's a good dribbler. He's he's aggressive and I feel O'Neill's probably just told him to go play like that and that's obviously what he does with some of his Northern Ireland players and that's going to come off. So I never thought we were a bad team under Jones. There was a base there that was good and just everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. So all O'Neill needs to do is stop a few of those things going wrong and we're a very good team and he can build on that and build on that and build on that and Stoke City will win the Champions League in 2024. Mm. I'd settle for beating Cardiff. A a tough ask without McLean and Klukas, uh, quite possibly. Um, mm. So, yeah, maybe maybe we have to deploy and go for this one uh, on South Wales. I mean... That's a bit of a shit one for a Tuesday night game. That's that's the kind of game we never win. We never win, you know, far flung away fixtures midweek. Um, what do we do now in terms of football? <laughs> <laughs> are, are we are we allowed okay. to start liking it again? Because I've had a fantastic last couple of weeks, but I'm I'm worried that there's just a it's just something lurking around the corner in the shadows ready to kneecap yeah. me. <laughs> oh I think if you you if you can't enjoy a last minute winner when I don't know when the last time we'd really won back to back games was. Nathan if you Jones. can't enjoy that then then Right at the end. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh. Yeah, it was just before we sacked him. Oh. Oh, okay, well, listen. My my, the way I coped was just to forget Nathan's time here, and thank you for bringing that back up. Yeah, now, you've remembered it. Now you've I'm just hurting. lost the game, basically. So, yeah. <laughs> oh no, I've lost the game yeah. as well. Now, all the listeners have lost the game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my my answer to the what do we do would be the championship doesn't give a shit what you think you're going to do because we're playing Tuesday night. Saturday, by the time we come to the next pod, you know, the world could be on fire again. Stoke could be like in the heady heights of 17th or something. Um, everything could be fine. Everything could be on fire. Everything could both be on fire and still fine. It's the championship. You've got to love it. Hashtag everyone could be everyone. Trademarked, copyrighted. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I can, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I can only really think of to, when when I'm worried about things like this, Dave. I try and think of uh, there's a there's a famous um, famous poem, and it and the lyrics uh, the words go, when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, you gotta take a stand. It don't hurt to hide. If you hurt my friends, then you hurt my pride. I've gotta be a man, and I can't let it slide. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. 
and and that is the theme music to Hulk Hogan, but it gets me through the day. Was that William Blake? <laughs> it was. It was. I just now oh, I've lost the plot. <laughs> In, uh, in all in all in all seriousness, I had a big discussion on Twitter about someone someone a few weeks back was like rubbing it in the face of oh all those people who got excited when Nathan Jones won a game or now we bet you feel stupid. It's like no, you we're actually getting re- excited when we win two games. This is the <laughs> yeah, point. like but you do, you don't need like you don't need to hold hold back on your emotions in case you some if if thing we lose next week and now you suddenly feel like oh. Oh how 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 daft do I feel? The, the the whole game is about feeling emotion. The whole if you cannot be happy about scoring a last minute winner, I think you're enjoying the wrong sport. Obviously, enjoy it however you want, and it doesn't actually matter. But it, don't feel like you have to be reserved just in case. Because if you do that, then when are you ever going to really really enjoy the the sport? You're just following it. Yeah, when when will you ever feel that emotion? I don't know. Just yeah, let's be happy about it. It may all go tits up next week, but but we enjoyed this weekend, and that's what matters. Uh, ben asks on Twitter: Is cereal a soup? I was literally just thinking of that question. It depends whether or not your milk's hot, because soup when it's cold is called um, gazpacho, isn't it? So if it's but then he's because. But then is gazpacho soup. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes, it, well, it has to be, doesn't it? it by, by definition, it's it or it, it, it's it's bread with thing, bread with filling. Any way back for Bauer? No, he's going to Celtic, staying at Celtic. Oh God, I'd even forgotten about it. I him. know. I, he took this question for me to take. Fuck, Moritz Bauer. He's, he was. <laughs> is a thing. Um, there are players who we've got. Like who aren't out on loan that I've forgotten about. Yeah. Like, Adam and, and players who have Adam. <laughs> yeah. Like again, every, it takes it takes a show like this and me thinking through. Right. Yeah. Who do we have midfield? Midfield. Jordan oh God, Cousins. Jordan Cousins. Every oh, time. <laughs> every time. Just forget he exists. Uh, when Juve receives his knighthood, will it be the Queen or Martin O'Neill who gives it to him? <laughs> uh, Michael O'Neill not technically a royal yet uh, that's not how the constitution uh, works uh, but you know the way the royal family are falling apart he might be drafted <laughs> in to just keep, <laughs> keep the nation it. together keep, keep it keep, give it give it Michael O'Neill till the summer <laughs> they're going to get Pulis in to study the ship <laughs> just there could be worse monarchies than Tony Pulis. Like flying a baseball cap from Buckingham Palace. That, that's how you know Pulis is in, you see, if there's a baseball cap at the top of the palace. What do you think his, like, King's speech in Parliament would be? Would it be, like, saying how... Work, work out, well, you know, terrific, we're, we're, doing, we're doing... For a country, we're doing really well. Considering the wealths of USA and China, we're, I think we, we're, we're holding our own. You can't compete with the billionaires of that country. He'd, he'd promise steak and chips for everyone. Yeah. He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't really be worried about the youth of the youth of the country. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure everyone over the age of twenty-eight is all right and has a job to do. <laughs> so remember, please register to vote, <laughs> or you'll get Pulis. This is what happens if you take your eye off the ball. Pulis comes in. <laughs> um, 
Andrew, will we see any of the players we have sent on loan again, or will they all be sent back to their parent clubs in Jan? No. Uh, gone, aren't loans. they? <laughs> Vickers gone, Hogan gone, Duffy gone. I reckon. Yeah, they won't play for us again. Yeah, I. I mean, if if Michael O'Neill's words to the squad is "there's too many of you," then I think that. The, that the ones who we could first get rid of will be the load players. You, the They're weak ones at the to... back, please hang around after this team meeting. I've got some words to say to you. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, that, I mean, that's not good for, for them as players, and I feel for them, but... Like, Cameron Carter Vickers has left bloody Spurs, and he's like, right, I'm going to just build, build my career up here. Got this nice new manager and nice diamond system. This will suit me fine. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm stuck in Stoke. I could be playing in that nice new stadium. Poor bastard's going back to Mourinho as well. Oh, God. I know. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's just, oh, he's just pleading with my phone. Oh, no, I'll, I'll, don't. I'll work, it, I'll work in the office. I'll do photocopying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Poor um, guy. Any other points we want to raise about uh, this week? I was on the telly, uh, I've since discovered... <laughs> From the Barnsley game, causing all sorts of shenanigans there. Um, you. Uh, my, my dad left early uh, yesterday. Yeah, my my, my uncle yeah. did, and the two people we know who sit in front of us, they all missed the Jufy fun. Mm. Which left me on my own oh, to celebrate no. the Jufy goal, which I almost feel is like right and cathartic. I think a man may be around Jufy last minute winner is not really to be shared. It's a very personal experience between you and Mame. Like, yeah, we each we each have our own internal reaction. It's like a it's like an amazing painting or something in an art gallery. You just you want to stand there and have your own personal emotional reaction to it. It's not really a, a shared thing. I totally get where you're coming from. If Mame Juf was a famous p- piece of art, what would he be? See, I, I don't know um, anything about art enough. I'm not cultured enough to make a good joke there. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Shrugging, need... shrugging my shoulders there. Ne- <laughs> needed needed time to research art, <laughs> let alone what is alone art. <laughs> Perhaps it would he would be the Mona Lisa, famous for a smile. Oh yeah, could be French ish. Any more points before we go? Because I feel like we've uh, bothered the listeners long enough now. Um, <laughs> no, register to vote. Yes, register to vote. Unless you are abroad, uh, where you probably don't have voting. Uh, so <laughs> stay as you are. <laughs> it's Britain. We have an election like every two months, so we just have to keep on top of these things. <laughs> register to vote, to vote, kids. Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> oh man. Oh dear. Oh, dear. oh god, this podcast man. What is it? What even is it? What is anything anymore? <laughs> I don't know. Are we gonna beat Cardiff? No. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Are we gonna draw? Could do. Ah. They've got a new. They've got Neil Harris, haven't they? Yeah. Neil Harris. That that, I got yeah. that that must be really exciting for the Cardiff fans. 
oh, Warnock's gone. Well, you know, he was a really good manager and was really successful for us, but maybe maybe his successor will come in and bring in a different style of, oh, oh no, it's, it's Neil Harris. It's a slightly grim combination, like the most Millwall man ever managing Cardiff, who were quite the, unpleasant. The anyway. most Millwall Welsh team, mm-hmm. I reckon. Cardiff, yeah. that's probably their title. Car- Cardiff aren't, aren't particularly nice, just in general. I wouldn't say, you just go, Ugh, Cardiff, bit grim. And then they've got, they've added that Millwall garnish on it. Oh, yeah. Ugh, not for me, thanks. Right. Oh dear, oh dear. Right. Uh, we're all off to earn 81 grand a year. See you later. <laughs> <Don't start. laughs> 